Hello, and welcome to the 5-0 Podcast. The 5-0 Podcast is a limited-run podcast where I will be sharing 50 life stories over the next 50 weeks on my journey to 50. Panic. Panic is defined as sudden, uncontrollable fear or anxiety often causing wildly unthinking behavior. Panic. This was a story I wasn't necessarily planning on telling. Um, But given where we are today, today is Thursday, March 12th. And I'm like, you know, kind of doing this real time. Um, cause some of the earlier podcasts that I did, they, like, I may have recorded three or four at a time, you know, because they were just stories I was telling. But as you've seen, as I've gotten down to some of the, like, this is episode 42 and you can hear my dog in the background. So yeah, this is <laughs> real life. Uh, this is episode 42. So there's only eight more to go out of 50. Uh, so these, like I said in the last podcast, I've just kind of been on the fly doing these because I want to get them finished. Um, I don't want to, you know, like stop because, oh, I didn't record them all, you know, 10 last week. But I'm doing this one on panic and sharing a story because as of today, um, the coronavirus, that's that's what's big in the news right now. Um, it's prompting the cancellation of major events like South by Southwest. Uh, The NBA season has been canceled until further notice. Uh, Tom Hanks, you know, award-winning actor and his wife have uh, gone on record saying that they've contracted the uh, coronavirus or COVID-19. And they're just, yesterday my daughter and I went to the grocery store because we had been out of town. We just went to um, Austin, just you know, Lake Travis for a weekend, just holed up in a, a, a Airbnb type situation. And so we came back, you know, desperately in need of stuff for the house. Um, so we went to the store and um, I've gone to the stores here in Houston during like hurricane warnings or like hurricanes were coming. And during those times, oh my God, people are like freaking out. The lines are like long as hell. The shelves are bare because, you know, there's here in Houston, especially, I mean, flooding is serious. And if it rains really good or we get a hurricane, I mean, you could be trapped in your house and businesses can be closed for a while. So, you know, you're like stocking up to make sure that you're prepared because, you know, as we know, the hurricanes come and they linger and then they move on, but then you have the water that's left. And then, you know, that eventually recedes as well. When I tell y'all it was almost worse than hurricane type congestion and traffic and pandemonium at the grocery stores in regards to the coronavirus. And let me say this right now. I'm not an alarmist, but I'm also not one of those people that are going to tell other people they're being stupid for doing stuff. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to feel secure, safe, protected and all that. And who knows, you know, I may be the idiot for not panicking. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just I just have a different feeling about this kind of stuff in general, right? Um, which I won't even get into that. That'll be, I'm not even going to get into that. But the story that I wanted to share is back before my husband and I had kids, I don't even know if we were married yet. This had to be like maybe 2001 or two, but like earlier, I think it was early 2002. We had taken a trip to San Francisco and now I should have, I guess I should have like done my due diligence and maybe confirmed what year that was. If you go to my Instagram uh, at 50 podcast, I'll, once I post some pictures and updates, I'll have the exact year. But we went to San Francisco during the time that the SARS, S-A-R-S, SARS outbreak, I think it was SARS or it may have been H1N1 or it may have been the bird flu or it may have been um, countless other things that <laughs> were similar to the corona and covid um pandemic that we're seeing now um but we had gone to san francisco during the, the time that one of those was going on and let me tell you something because again there was no social media back then I never thought, like right now, I wouldn't travel. You know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and admit that. While I'm not like, oh, freaking out, you know, because I feel like every time I step out of the house, I could be getting the corona, getting slapped in the face with coronavirus. I'm not going to be, you know, just reckless. And, you know, if, if they're telling people not to, you know, um, go to certain places or be in crowds, I mean, why risk it, right? But they prob- probably were giving those same directives back when SARS and the bird flu and, uh, you know, H1N1 and all of those things were happening many years and decades ago. They probably were giving the same directives. I don't ever recall them canceling anything or putting any, you know, NBA things on hold and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it was serious enough that it was in that I heard about it just casually watching the nightly news you know what I'm saying like right now there's just such an over processing of information it's all all up and down your social media feeds people that you follow in their stories in their posts on the um YouTube on TV on cable I mean everywhere you turn that's all they are talking about and I like I said I know that it's serious but damn anywho back to my story we had gone to San Francisco amidst all this stuff right and our ignorance in many, many ways, as you'll see as this story unfolds, our ignorance did not even, we weren't even concerned. It wasn't even a thing. However, my husband and I, we had gone to the Golden Gate Bridge and we walked across. I mean, we like did public transportation while we were there, this go round. Um, or we may have had a car, but we just left at the hotel because San Francisco is one of those cities that you can get around, you know, the trolleys and everything that, um, the public transportation is pretty good. So we, you know, we're being total cheesy tourists and we walked across the uh, Golden Gate Bridge and walked back and went down um, Fisherman's Wharf and Ghirardelli and all that stuff and the Painted Ladies. We did, I mean, everything that you could think of like to do in the, like that general little San Francisco area. So we took a bus at one point, like the regular city bus, and we had to do a transfer. So we got off 
and got on another bus. Well, we didn't know that the bus was going through Chinatown. And I feel like like here in Houston, we have an area that they call Chinatown, right? But most of the quote Chinatown areas are kind of broken up. There's like a little pocket in downtown Houston. The biggest I think is over near Sharpstown or Bel Air, um, over in that area. There's a long street, but the businesses with the exception of having, um, different, you know, writing that's not in English on some of the uh, street signs or some of the businesses, they look like any other businesses, you know? Um, but this Chinatown, I mean, it was like what you see in the movies, like you low key for a minute thought you were in, you know, uh, Asia somewhere like downtown Tokyo or something like that. So one of the things, even back then, the media has always kind of like had hot button words that they used to kind of, I personally think cause some type of reaction in people and, whether it was SARS or H1N1, whatever it was back then, um, again, it was some virus that had, you know, originated in Asia, you know. And um, and I realize Asia is a huge continent, but mainly like China, Japan, you know, those are the places I'm talking. It was somewhere in those regions, Korea. It was somewhere in that region that this particular virus back then also originated. And... Um, so we were going through Chinatown and it was like, I'm ashamed to even admit this, but first of all, I don't know how many people have been to, to San Francisco and use their public transportation. They pack you in on that shit like sardines. It's like everybody move to the back, move to the back. You know, people are standing up over you, you know, like it, it, it's like people there is no such thing as personal space when you are on a public bus or trolley in those places. Like you are going to be under somebody's armpit. If you're a shorter person like me, you're going to have somebody's shoulder pressed into your back. You're going to be face to face with somebody's butt boobs or something. I mean, it was that many people on that particular bus. And because it made this stop in um, Chinatown, like 85, 90% of the people all, cause when we first got on the bus, we sat down, there was like nobody on there. Like, so we had a seat and it was relatively empty, but when it made it stop in Chinatown, the bus filled up. Like, so now you're talking like at least 90, 85, 95%, um, Asian people had gotten on. I guess they were getting off from work, going somewhere else further down in Chinatown or whatever the case is. But there was some panic that set in low key. I'm not even gonna lie. There was some panic that set in subtly because the news said that this thing came from there. And I'm looking at these people who they were like putting on, you know, the face of this disease and this virus. And I, I got panicked and, you know, when my husband and I got off the thing, we went and we were like, Oh my God. Cause we didn't have any damn hand sanitizer. We had been all over San Francisco we didn't have any hand sanitizer. We, you know, we were washing our hands. Obviously, if we went to eat or went to the bathroom, but just like off and on public transportation and touring the city, we weren't like, you know, doing all of that. But then, but after that experience, I was like, oh my, we probably need to go get some hand sanitizer or some airborne or some lights. So we need to be, you know, a little bit more diligent. You know, and it was a stupid, stupid ass reaction. And being somebody, you know, um, being a minority. I know the pain that that, you know, causes people when people stereotype a group of people based on some bullshit in the media. 
But um, yeah, like right now, I know in Houston, and I'm pretty sure it's all over the country, a lot of the um, Asian American communities and like our Chinatowns here or whatever, they're like kind of feeling the financial burn where people have stopped patronizing their businesses because they're like thinking that the place is just riddled with coronavirus, you know? So yeah, that that's kind of the story that I never thought I'd share outside of my house. But I just was sharing that to say that the panic that sets in, sometimes you have to stop and think, okay, is this me, you know, as a rational human being, reacting to something in a normal way? Or is it because I see what everybody else is doing? I see what the news is telling me. I see, you know what I'm saying? And I know there was a Dr. Fauci. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He was saying that this epidemic is going to get worse. You know, he didn't even add the better part of the end. Hopefully that he was saying it was going to get worse before it gets better. Um, But I think just being diligent with like, you know, I'm not going to take, the president side and say that oh because it's just like the flu because I, I don't know enough about it and I've never had it to be like saying that it's the same thing but I know that it kind of presents in the same way and they you know talk about how people over 60 and people with compromised immune systems are the ones that are really at risk but shit you never know anything can happen but I'm not like over here like being fearful you know what I'm saying like we always we have a dog so we always have hand sanitizer and you know I have kids so we always have hand sanitizer and Lysol and you know we wash our hands a lot you know my hands right now are cracking from oh how much I wash them all the time so I'm just you know just living my life and shit happens and we're very fortunate living in this world with what is it like eight billion people that something like this or like some big plague or some big you know unstoppable virus or disease hasn't already like taken us out i mean i know that that happened with the uh black plague and all stuff back in the day before medicine got to where it is but you know you got to live your life you got to do right by people you got to take care of yourself and i mean i don't know i'm just i have a such a different mentality when it comes to gloom and doom and the end days and all that, I've had a good ass life. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever want to, I don't want to, hopefully I'll be here till I'm like 99 and a half. Right. Um, and hopefully during that time, I'm not like in any pain and, you know, I'm still in my right mind and I wouldn't want to die in it under any circumstances where I'm just like, you know, in pain just to breathe. It hurts. Um, but at the same time, I don't fear death. I'm not doing anything reckless to bring it on me. But this this bullshit with all the toilet paper. But what are y'all buying toilet paper for? I don't understand that. I, I really don't. Is it just the idea that it may not be there? But like if you don't have any food, <laughs> what are you using toilet paper for? So I don't know. It's just the pandemonium and panic that people are doing this time around and I like I said this I think this is the first time we've had a crisis like this in the social media media area era the social media media era I don't know why I'm like making that a damn tongue tongue twister but I'm just wondering is it being exasperated by that or is this really the thing that that's about to do some damage you know so I don't know at any rate, you know, I'm I'm not 
you know, taking any chances, but I'm also not going to lock myself in the house for the rest of my life thinking that I can outlive or outrun this thing because, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. It's going to be interesting, though. We got a call from our kids' school. Um, like they said that they're monitoring the situation. So I know a lot of people, a lot of schools around the country are like doing homeschooling until they can figure it out. But I'm thinking like the the figuring out part is like the, the health, the, you know, the World Health Organization and the CDC, there needs to be some type of antivirus to combat it. And are they working on that? Will it be enough for everybody? Or is this one of those things that like SARS and H1N1 and bird flu and all the other stuff, Ebola, uh, is it just going to eventually peter out, you know? So only time will tell. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend and stay safe. Continue to wash your hands. And um, until next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at 50podcast, where I'll be sharing additional information and bonus content. That's 50podcast, F-I-V-E-O-H podcast. You can also log on to my website at tracymomi.com to send me a message and let me know what you think. Until next time.